Before them, fire devours. Behind them, a flame blazes. Before them, the land is like the Garden of Eden. Behind them, a desert waste. Nothing escapes them. From the prophet Joel. Hello everyone, I'm Rob McCall, and this is the Awanajo Almanac, devoted to feeling at home in nature and breaking down the wall of hostility between us and the rest of creation. This is the Almanac for February 1st to 8th, 2019, the new snow moon. A couple of calendar events. February 1st is uh, St. Bridget's Day, but any Irishman will tell you that St. Bridget is actually bride, a pagan goddess, giving her the distinction of being the only pagan goddess recognized by the Catholic Church. Uh, February 2nd is Groundhog Day, also called Candlemas Day, when you should have, according to tradition, half your wood and half your hay. Here are some natural events. The Tillamook Burn of 1933 still holds its place among the largest wildfires ever recorded in our country, consuming 355,000 acres of Oregon's old-growth Douglas fir between August 10th and September 5th, 1933 when the fall rains finally began to quench the fire, even though it still smoldered for weeks after. The Coast Douglas fir can grow to 330 feet tall, 8 feet in diameter, and live for a thousand years or more. Legend has it that ashes from this fire fell on ships 500 miles out in the Pacific, and that smoke darkened Texas cities so they turned on their streetlights in the daytime. The fire recurred in 1939, 1945, and 1951. It started at a logging operation in Oregon's northern coastal range, just west of Forest Grove, where I spent my boyhood. And my older brother remembers our father joining most of the able-bodied men of that region to fight the fire and coming home exhausted and smelling of smoke. The re-greening of the Tillamook Burn was a partnership between humans and nature, with nature being the senior partner and doing most of the work. Douglas fir naturally comes back quickly after wildfires, but between 1949 and 1972, more than 72 million seedlings were planted by human hands, and a billion seeds were dropped from the air over the burn. By 1973, reforestation efforts were concluded, and the Tillamook burn was renamed the Tillamook State Forest. Here's a field and forest report. Locally, it's the Bar Harbor Fire of 1947 that still lingers in memory. The first alarm on that fire came in on October 17th, and the fire was not declared under control until 10 days later, and fire still smoldered in some places until the second week of November. No one knows how it started, but by the time it was over, the fire had burned 17,000 acres, mostly in Acadia, 
destroyed 150 year-round homes, five big hotels, and 67 summer mansions on Millionaire's Row in Bar Harbor. This fire and even larger ones in York County the same year drove the state to upgrade its firefighting capabilities. Many main towns established their first fire departments, and statewide communications and training protocols were put in place and have been steadily improving ever since. Here's the Mountain Report. The late fire watch tower on Awanajo was built in 1948 after the Bar Harbor Fire, as were towers on many other main mountains. These were connected to the Forest Service by battery-powered crank telephones and were equipped with large compass dials for sighting smoke plumes. When sightings from three towers were in, the location of the fire could be found by triangulation and firefighters dispatched to the scene. Peter O'Brien tells me that he spent uh, one summer home from college manning the fire tower on Awanajo. First day on the job, he left his lunch down on the steps of the state cabin, which is also now gone. While he was aloft, a black bear ambled by, stopped, and calmly ate his lunch. After that, Peter brought two lunches each day, one for himself and one for the bear, a peanut butter sandwich, an apple, and a chocolate bar. Here's a rank opinion. I remember vividly traveling through the Tillamook Burn on the way to the coast with my family in the years after the last fire there and seeing new bright green seedlings springing up from the ashes, spreading their verdant branches to the sun and rain, and slowly, slowly overtaking the towering black snags left by the fires. This show of life overcoming death on such a wild and grand scale left a powerful impression on a 10-year-old, shaping his life and still inspiring 65 years later. Given enough time, even the most monumental disasters can be, will be, overcome by nature's power to heal with a little help from her friends. Finally, a couple of seed pods for you to carry around with you. First from Daisaku Aikida. There are no greater treasures than compassion, courage, and hope. Not even tragic accident or disaster can destroy such treasures of the heart. And from Helen Keller, 1880-1968. Although the world is full of suffering, it is also full of the overcoming of it. That's the almanac for this quarter moon, but don't take it from me. Go out and see for yourself.